Are you ready to become the go-to in your industry without having to fake it till you make it? I'm Caroline Vanatta, and I teach creatives like you the key that unlocks radical confidence so you can be proudly known as a creative expert. We're going to have meaningful conversations here to highlight the mindset shifts it takes to become your industry's go-to and stop trading dollars for hours. Kelly, thanks so much for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and how you got here? Well, thank you so much for having me on, Caroline. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I would love to dive into my story. So I usually start from high school because I feel like it paints a really good picture of my background and who I am. I was like your typical overachiever in high school. I like hustled my ass off. I did all the AP classes. I graduated after high school and in in Canada, we call it university. So I went to university here in British Columbia um, at the Sutter School of Business, which is like my top business school pick. And I went to school on scholarship. I had one up to scholarship to go to school for free. And I was just like the most typical tryhard. Like I worked my ass off. I did all the extracurriculars. I did all the overachieving. I would get to go to compete internationally, do like business case competitions, And I was always doing things just like above and beyond. I had internships every single summer. And in business school, business school is like hyper competitive. And I went to one of Canada's most competitive business schools. And I always idolized the kids ahead of me who had job offers before they graduated. So I was like, that's my goal. I'm going to get a job offer before I graduate. Like that was like the gold standard from, from what I saw in business school. And I got two job offers, but they weren't with companies that I wanted by any means. It was like two jobs I would have like, I was like, hell, like hell no. But I took one. I ended up signing with one. Um, it's funny how things come full circle, but it was a, it was a telecom company and it was actually a telecom company. I was just trying to get a hold of to fix the Wi-Fi. What? <laughs> yeah. So funny. Universe loves to have little fun games like that. But anyways, um, so I had signed with this company and I had this time off because my, when I finished university, I was away in Australia doing an international case competition on behalf of my school. And I finished that up in December. And my start date for this job was September of the next year. So I had all this time. And I was like, Oh, my God, what am I going to do with my time? And then I was like, Well, I've always wanted to build my own thing. So why don't I just try now? So I started working on my first tech startup. And that's when I got pretty pretty hooked immediately. And I had to email the company before my start date and say like, Hey, sorry, I can't come. (laughs) And then I Vancouver is not really the hub and the mecca of tech. So I ended up moving down to to San Francisco to work on my first tech startup. I got into a very prestigious pre-accelerator program that's taught by a billionaire venture capitalist. And I was learning about entrepreneurship from a lot of incredible people and minds in Silicon Valley and tech. And then I had worked on tech startup one. It didn't work out. I tried tech startup two. It also didn't work out. And I tried tech startup three and it also failed. And I don't have a U.S. citizenship, so I was doing this sort of back and forth thing between Canada and the U.S. And I was home for a week um, after being in San Francisco. And at that time, like I was working on a couple other little things as well. I was doing some research for a VC. I was doing research project as well on the side for this hundred million dollar grant with Singularity University's X Prize, and I had like all these like things on my plate, and I had just had this moment of like. I don't want to do any of this. And like my tech startup is not working out. And it was like such a moment of like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? I've spent all this time trying to trace these dreams and it's not working out. And 
I was at my boyfriend's family cabin, which is kind of in the middle of nowhere in the woods. And I sat in this rocking chair and I was like looking out into the morning, like onto the lake in the morning sun. And I heard a voice in my head, which I later learned that that's your intuition. Mm. It said, Kelly, what if you just did what you're good at? And my whole life, I simply did not just do what I was good at. I strived, I hustled, I chased, I tried to build the biggest things. I always tried to get like, you know, the best grades and be the most well-rounded, be the best at Excel and the best conversationalist. Like I always tried to be so good at everything. And this idea of doing what I was good at was just so foreign to me. So my options were either A, go back and ask for those jobs that I had declined or try again. I was like, okay, well, this is like, I have like nothing to lose now. So I might as well try something. And it actually ended up starting as a health blog. So my fourth business, which is the one I run now, it's taken many pivots, but it started off as a health blog because that's what I knew. I was like, okay, well, I have my autoimmune conditions and I eat a gluten-free plant-based diet. So let me write some blog posts about this. And it was just me talking about what came most naturally and easily to me. And one thing turned into another and that business, it worked. I mean, it just sort of, I stuck at it long enough, but it started off as like a health health blog. And I talked a lot about mindset and I was sort of like the mindset, self-help kind of girl. And then I kept getting the question again and again of Kelly, how'd you build this? How'd you create this? How are you making money? How is this your full-time job? And that turned into business coaching. And I really resisted the business stuff for a long time because I was like, that was in the past. Business didn't work out for me. Like I tried before. It was like, was it like failing? And I was so jaded to pursue it, but it ended up being like that, the obvious moment all along. So that's in a nutshell, how I got here and how I got to be a business coach. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. What a journey. Tell us about your zone of genius right now. Like, what do you offer? How do you work with people? And how does that really highlight what you're good at? Yeah. So my main core focus in a nutshell of what I do as a business coach is I help visionary women build a soulful digital business with one-on-one services, online courses based on their genius and make consistent five and 10 K months off of it. So I always like to talk about this because your zone of genius is something very different than your, your strengths. Like strengths are usually things Mm. that you are good at and you have many strengths and we are all like very gifted at many things, but I really define your genius as, you know, your top best, you know, gifts and abilities together working synergistically to create this genius that only you can do. Nobody else can do it like you, no matter how hard they try or try to replicate you or copy you. The genius is the thing that only you can do. And it's something that you love and you're intuitively good at. And it's something you don't have to try hard at. Mm. And when you tap into that, there are many amazing outcomes of doing that. You know, you can, you can pretty much charge whatever you want. (laughs) You become a thought leader, you become an expert, you get to attract people to you versus always promoting. Like it is tapping into your genius is like, in my opinion, the key thing that differentiates like a successful business and one that works versus one that doesn't. And I mean, even looking at my own life, my other last three tech startups were not really built at all anywhere close to my, my true, true area of genius. And this one is, so I kind of, I kind of came to this by accident and now I teach it and I support my clients and my online course students, helping them through what I've coined the genius framework, helping them find their genius and monetize it so that they can do what they love and cash in on what comes most naturally to them. That's amazing. Can you tell us a tip you'd give somebody who maybe feels like their business right now isn't in their zone of genius? Maybe it feels like they're pushing really hard. Things aren't working out. They're not happy. It's just not working. What would you tell them? 
That's such a great question. I mean, I've totally, oh God, I've totally been there. Oh man. Um, TBT, little flashback memories. Um, I would say, oh man, I would definitely say surround yourself with people that are in their genius and get help. Mm. I think getting help is a really big theme of what I teach because it took me a long time to get help, get professional coaching, high level coaching, mentorship, and coaching from people that were like really far ahead of me, but were like so good at what they were doing. So if it's, if it's hard and if it's a struggle, it's all about like learning from the person who's gone ahead of you and figuring out what they did and pay for their help and support and figure it out. Like usually when we're struggling and when we're stuck, it's because we don't know what to do or it's like, it's a new, it's a new phase. We've never pursued it before. Or, you know, if you're building stuff that's not in your genius, is sometimes it just needs that help from somebody who, who's like just sort of, you know, a third party that's like, Hey, have you ever thought of doing this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like li- literally it's just sort of that outsider third perspective that usually can only come from like a, a coach or a mentor or a guide, but somebody that sees that potential and somebody that can support you in that. So that would be my, probably my biggest tip is go, go get help, pay for the help. And then, mm-hmm. um, if not hang around a lot of people that are in their genius and, just start trying to figure out the things that you are really good at and what your strengths are and where you're strong and don't be afraid to quit and don't be afraid to pivot. Cause I, mm. I've done a lot of quitting in my life and a lot of pivoting and it took me time to get here, but not being afraid to quit, I think is really key as well. Yeah, that's so good. I'm curious if you just reflecting on your startups and your past, if there was kind of a missing link to what you were doing, meaning like, is it because it wasn't in alignment for you because it wasn't your zone of genius? Like what, what would you say with your story was missing then that you have now? Oh man, I think, I think many things. Oh gosh. I would say a lot of it. I really feel like, I mean, this, this business for a long time, I feel like has been a spiritual journey Mm -hmm. for me. And I am all about the woo and the spiritual. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have had to de-layer and come to the truths of my being and my soul to figure out what my truest soul's expression is and what it Mm -hmm. wants to do and why I was put on this round of earth in this incarnation. I've had to like really shed layers of ego. I think a lot of my old desires to build, you know, a billion dollar tech startup and make the cover of Inc. Magazine. That's all from like ego. That was me trying to prove, me trying to strive, me not understanding my shadow and trying to like Mm -hmm. overcompensate, me doing stuff that looked good on paper. I don't really have any room in my life for that anymore. Like it's got to feel good. Otherwise I just don't do it. And Mm. I think my last three startups... I mean, I would also test it to being young. Like, I mean, I've, I've been an entrepreneur since I finished university. So time and <laughs> the pressure of having businesses, it teaches you a lot about yourself. And I mean, mm. those first three businesses were like my first foray into all things entrepreneurship. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't know. I just pulled the same qualities and the hard work and hustle that I had used and leaned on from high school and university. And then when everything kind of blew up in my face, it was like, shit. No, like I've been trying so hard. This is what I've always done and it's not working and it's failing. And now it's like very, very heartbreaking. Like literally what the heck (laughs) this Mm -hmm. has worked for me my whole life. So I I was like, okay, well let's just try the opposite and give it a go because we have nothing left to lose. And then it worked. And then I would say that that would be it. You know, it's kind of, you know, in a, in summary, letting go of the ego, Mm -hmm. trying to really understand what your soul wants and honoring that and honoring it even when it's hard. And just like the spiritual 
cosmic rock tumbler that comes mm. with <laughs> trying and failing and getting you onto your authentic path. Yeah, no, that's so good. And I love kind of what you touched on that it was the inner work. It was dealing with your ego and your shadow. And for everyone, they might describe that differently. But the way you mm -hmm. said it was so beautifully that it is really going inside. It's not just a strategy. It's not that you like weren't at the right place at the right time. It's like you weren't doing the inner work to become the CEO, the business owner that you needed to be to have that success. So that's really cool. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, it sucked while I was going through all of it, but, uh, you know, it, it takes you where you need to go. And I always believe that, you know, everything that you do contributes to where you're going. Like there's no mistakes. There's no screw ups. There's no fuck ups. Everything helps you learn stuff along the way. I mean, I would not be the business owner I am today if it wasn't for those three startups and my time in Silicon Valley. Like I learned so much, like just an incredible amount of just business on the ground mm. in like the Mecca of cool stuff, you know, like I, I, uh, I just learned so much. So I never, I'm never, I'm never sad or upset about my first three tech startups. I'm like, well, it was chapter in the book. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. how it was. And that's just like how it played out. Yeah. That's awesome. That's an awesome perspective. And so with that, are there some like major mindset shifts or strategies that you really implemented in your coaching business to help you start thriving? Yeah, I would say a lot of it was being, I think comes, comes back to like being more of myself and mm -hmm. being, having the courage to be my authentic self and lead with my own authentic life and light. I would say a lot of what I was doing was really different. Like it felt really vulnerable and scary to put myself out there and make eBooks and like share my heart. And I did a podcast. I started the Kelly track show in 2017, like kind of, you know, before it became kind of popular and mainstream to have a podcast mm -hmm. and I would do these episodes about my life. And even when nobody listened, it was just like this, mm -hmm. almost like this, this project in vulnerability and openness and sharing my heart. And that was a very different side of me than I had always been you know, in business school where you're like buttoned up and professional and you have like, I had like the full, like full suit set from Club Monaco. I had like the bet, like always the manicured hands and like, mm. you know, the, the nude colored pumps. Like I, I like, I had such a, I had done such like the buttoned up way of being and trying to like look good on paper and impress other people. I was like, I always wanted other people's approval so badly. And mm. I think just letting go of all that and being my real mm -hmm. self is what enabled a lot of shifts to occur and to cause the success. I think looking back, cause it, it draws people in, you know, in your, your authentic self. And it's like that one thing that only you have and nobody can replicate is your, like your authentic expression. So I think just leaning into that is sort of the, that was sort of the big shift I would say in things not working out to things actually kind of clicking and grooving and actually working. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Honestly, that's like such a theme on this podcast when I'm interviewing people is when they really switch to just showing up as they are, not putting on this front, not trying to be someone else they are, being imperfect and also taking action. I mean, you said you started oh, yeah. your podcast even when <laughs> no one was listening, yeah. you kept showing up and that's how you really got the traction you wanted and the business that feels in alignment and feels good. Yeah, totally, totally. And I'd say I'd also, you know, toss in there. I talk a lot, a lot about like money mindset and, you know, transforming your relationship with money. And I think a big part was giving myself the permission to make money in creative ways because mm. like doing creative work was like, 
it was something I had always wanted to do, but never allowed myself to do. Like in high school, probably my biggest dream was to be a creative director, like a creative director mm. at Club Monaco, which was always my favorite store growing mm. up. I was like, oh my God, I love everything in here. I would love to like oversee marketing here. Uh-huh. Um, be creative director. I had a big obsession with Jenna Lyons, who was a creative director at J Crew for a long time. Mm. And I was like, I would love to like work in fashion, be creative, you my creative mind. And then there I was, you know, in business school for a couple of years, you know, I was like at the networking events, like inter- like trying to talk to like, you know, accounting companies. And it was like, it was like Cinderella not being able to get her shoe in the, like her foot in the shoe. Like it was, <laughs> there was like a huge disconnect. And I think just allowing myself to honor the fact that I wanted to do really creative work. And that was a part mm-hmm. of my genius and a part of my gifts. Mm-hmm. And even though that wasn't really played out in my childhood or my neighborhood or society. And I only knew two people growing up that had businesses and none of them were women and none of them were doing like, you know, anything creative. One was a tech startup and one was a marketing kind of consulting firm for other corporations. Nobody had like done their authentic heartfelt work that was creative and give mm-hmm. myself permission to make money. And like, not like, Oh, like hundred dollars an hour, like whatever the hell I wanted mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and charge. That was, that was just a whole practice in money mindset, self-worth, courage, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What are some of your favorite practices to work on your mindset, specifically your money mindset? Yeah. Money mindset and I have had a very interesting time because I always talk about like, you know, when after the three startups, things were like, things were terrible. And I went back and moved home with my parents and I moved back into my parents' house and I built my fourth business, which is this one from my parents' place. And I was super broke. Like I had like literally used all my resources on those tech startups. And I was like cutting my own hair in the bathroom. And Mm -hmm. it was like one of those kinds of moments. And I remember being feeling like I was so broke that I couldn't buy this box of strawberries that I wanted for five bucks Mm -hmm. at at Whole Foods. And I started to cry because I was upset that I couldn't buy this like $5 treat for myself. It was like, I just felt so low in self-worth. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of money and self-worth go hand in hand. So it's all about raising that self-worth. And, you know, you create that self-worth by saying no and standing in your power and going for what you want, not what you think you can get. That's been a very big, big lesson. And uh, man, I think just a lot of money mindset, I would say for me has come from allowing myself to get really great at sales and Mm. money and selling go hand in hand. Cause if you can't sell, you can't make money. And I didn't love sales for a long time. And then I learned how to do it. And I was like, Oh wait, this is actually really easy and fun. And I am good at this. I think a lot of money mindset also comes down in a business to giving yourself the the permission and the time to get really great at sales and spend time doing sales and getting great at console calls, being in your worth to close somebody on the phone to like, you know, be able to pitch your product confidently at the end of a webinar and be like, fuck yeah, damn, this is the best damn course in the entire world. And this is Mm. totally worth the money you're going to give me. And you should a hundred percent buy now having that, like that kind of confidence in yourself took me so much time and so much time mm-hmm. to work my money mindset and my self-worth and believing in myself and knowing that I was worthy and deserving of money and feeling so worthy and deserving that I could pitch and sell with like total confidence. I'd say that was a huge ass practice and took me time, but I feel like, I feel like I'm good at that now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's so good. I'm curious about what were some of the creative ways you were mentioning about how you used your creative mind to figure out how to make money? What were some like ideas you had or how are you thinking outside of the box? Hmm, That's a good question. I think 
I mean, I only do one business model that I teach because it's the one I know and it's one-on-one services and online courses. I like to make money in the ways that feel good for me. I only want to do what's fun and easy for me. And I knew a huge part of my dream business was passive income. Like I will preach from the roof, the powers of passive income all day long. It's amazing. So I knew I wanted courses from the early days and I knew I wanted like eBooks and that kind of stuff from the early days. And then I also just like, I love people and I love helping people. And it's really easy for me to coach somebody. It's like ridiculously Mm -hmm. simple. (laughs) It feels like ridiculously simple. I mean, it's also my Mm -hmm. genius, right? Mm -hmm. Speaking, teaching, coaching, supporting, educating, creating, like it's all together in one. And it's just, it's so easy. So I like to make money in ways that are aligned with my genius and it feels fun and easy. And if it's not fun and easy, I will not do it. I think the easiest way for me to get creative with making money is just think about what, what, what do I feel good about selling? What would I like to sell? What's my dream thing to sell? Also, like, what's my dream way to live my life? Like, I, I care a lot about my lifestyle, a lot. It's very important to me, like, to have a, like, a good lifestyle. And I want to be able to go to Hawaii two, three, two or three times a year and be like, I'm not on my computer for two weeks straight and I'm still making sales from courses or eBooks. That's important to me. So just really being, it comes back to like honoring that truth of, just being really honest with yourself of how would I like to live? And even if I've never seen it before or see other people in my community doing it, like physical community, how can I create that for myself? And that was just a question that I just kept asking. And then I kind of got to the model of one-on-one services, online courses. And I was like, okay, cool. This is working for me. This feels good. I have my lifestyle that I really enjoy. And it, it kind of just, it flowed from there. So cool. So I also love to talk about how business can be fun and easy, how when we keep showing up, how we get creative and find ways that just feel fun and easy for us being authentic. I'm curious what you would say to someone who's super skeptical about that, who's maybe been trying really hard in their business. They're putting in like 10 hours a day, figuring out all the strategies. They want to go all in. And so they're like spinning their heads, doing everything. What would you tell them? My first thought is, are you working with like a high-end coach? Like somebody that's making like serious money? Because if you just learn from the people who've gone before you, it's really easy. Mm. And I'd say there was one point in 2019, I was working with three coaches. Two of them were at multi-million stage. And one of them was, she had, she was coaching, but she had done, she had successfully helped other people get to seven figures. So they were in that phrase. And it's kind of like, when you just have somebody who knows what they're doing, help you, it can be easy because you don't, it's mm-hmm. like the biggest thing about business is not, don't reinvent the wheel. Like it's mm-hmm. such a waste of time to reinvent the wheel. So um, the easiest way to make it easy is just pay and get the help from somebody who's been there, do what they say. And it's going to be like, Oh, sweet. I just saved myself all this time and money. And that, I mean, that's a money mindset, you know, strengthening to investing in yourself, mm-hmm. putting the money into things that, you know, in, like truly an investment where you put money down and you don't know when you're going to get the return back, but strengthening that wealth consciousness, money mindset muscle being like, I can do this. I believe in my dream enough. I believe in myself enough. I'd say that's, that's been truly for me, the easiest way to create easy success is yeah. paying somebody to tell me how to do it, especially on the stuff that like, I didn't know how to do, or it was like just too advanced for me or stuff I had never done. Like there was a certain amount of you know, point in my business where I could do it all kind of on my own, like being creative and coming from business school and my entrepreneurship background. Like I kind of got to a point where like I had set up like my podcast and my coaching practice and my packages and like sort of phase, easy phase one was done. But then there was like way harder stuff of stuff I just had never done before when you're talking like funnels, ads, like that I had no clue about. And I had to be like, 
help, help, I don't know. <laughs> this is brand new territory. Help me. And just not being afraid to pull out the credit card and get help, I say, mm-hmm. is the easiest way to create ease in your life. Because I could have sat on freaking Google forever trying to figure out these goddamn funnels. And it mm-hmm. still would have like never happened or would have I would have tried to build it and it would have not been successful versus just getting help from somebody or even hiring, like hiring and, you know, somebody on contract to support you with this stuff. That's a really easy way to create ease. Yeah, no, that's so good. And it's scary for a lot of people to take that jump, but at the end, and we've learned this from your story. It's like, are you going to bet on yourself? Do you believe you're worth it? Like, do you really want the money? Are you really ready for that success? So that's so good. Kelly, can you kind of talk a little bit about the dark side of business, more of just what does feel hard sometimes and how you can still be in that ease, but be putting in the hard work, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. This is a very timely, timely question for me. I feel like, so I've been pursuing a, um, a new phase in my business, brand new, once again, honoring my soul and what it wants mm-hmm. versus what I think from the head I should be doing. But it's been very interesting and it's been filled with a lot of rejection and I've been trying really hard. And I was talking to like my therapist, talk to my mother, but I was saying to my mom the other day and I was saying like, Oh my God, I was like, I feel like other people just like get stuff or stuff happens for them really easily or like things fall into their lap. And I was thinking, why is it that I have to work so hard for everything? Like there's times in my life when things just flow and it's really easy, but there's, a lot of the time that I'm working and it's, I'm like working and I'm failing or it's difficult or I'm screwing up or I am like at the end of my rope. And I feel like that is such a piece of the business process. We just don't see on Instagram. And then we feel like what's wrong with us when we hit that point, which is why I feel like I always try to talk about kind of like my business and my life, like in real time. And and also I really try to highlight parts of the journey that have been very hard and have been very heartbreaking. And that's why I always tell people like I have had three businesses that failed and you know, nothing's overnight. And I did not get to six figures overnight. And I not did, I didn't just hire my team overnight. Like I, I, it's taken me time. And there were like many times I had launched stuff and things didn't sell and, mm-hmm. or I had zero sales or, you know, just, things just being difficult and back, you know, back to the person who, you know, who's skeptical about it being easy. There are times when it's easy. And yes, when you have a business based on your genius, the work you're doing is easy, but there's still going to be a lot of stuff that's hard and uncomfortable and difficult. And you don't want to do like, I mean, it's tax season right now. I have to go get these documents, give them my bookkeeper to my accountant, Mm -hmm. get on the phone, like call government of Canada, do my, I hate doing that, but it's one of those Mm -hmm. things like I have to do that. Right. As the person steering the ship over here. It's just that reminder that yes, there can be the easy time, but you have to understand that when, if things are not easy and are difficult, it's like not your fault. And everybody else experiences that, but like doesn't always post that on Instagram or like talk about it. It just looks like overnight success, billion followers, gajillion dollars really quickly. And then you feel like you're screwing up and you're like, Nope, you're super normal. And that happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. No, that's so good. Thank you for being so vulnerable and honest about, you know, kind of real time. Yeah. What's going on. And it's so true that, I mean, behind the scenes, most of us are getting so many no's and it seems like it's true for you that if you believe in what you're going after, if you really want it, you have this belief that it will work out in the end. Like those no's are okay. It's okay. If you have to, you know, hear a hundred no's on a sales calls, if you get 50 yeses or 20 yeses, it's like, yes, that's so worth it. And so keeping that belief in there and 
you know, kind of what you've been talking about, like it's your soul's work. You have to keep showing up. Like you're going to keep pushing through tax season or whatever it is, because this is your business. You love it. Totally. Totally. The rejection is like real. I mean, I feel Mm -hmm. like I, I don't know. I feel like rejection, I have been rejected so many times. I don't even care anymore. Like I have, I don't, Mm. every time I get no, I get no's in my email every day. Like every day Mm. I get no's. And once in a while, the no's get so hard where I'm like, fuck, like I'm never going to get to yes. Or like, oh my God, like, am I ever going to get somebody to like say yes to this new project? Or like, you know, there's been times in pitches where I'm doing a course launch and like, you know, I have, I haven't seen like any sales for the first like couple days since cart open. I'm like, shit, Mm. like, I, this is going to screw up. Like, no, I, how am I going to have the courage to go on this next webinar? And it's just like part of it, you know, from doing when I, when I teach what I teach in my course, your conscious empire, which is like my main course on how to build a business based on your genius with one-on-one services and online courses and grow it to a place of consistent five and 10 key months with that. It pretty much just comes down to conversion rates. Like mm-hmm. once you know your numbers and your conversion rates, and I break down like what the conversion numbers are in that course once you kind of get a hang of it for a while, you're like, this is just numbers. Like it's just a numbers mm-hmm. game. And I feel like that's just been a mindset. I just remember all the time. It's just, it's just a numbers game most of the time. And it doesn't matter if somebody says no and rejection is like, you know, super, it's just super normal. And people never, once again, they're not posting like, Hey, I just got rejected a hundred times mm-hmm. <laughs> in the last two weeks on Instagram. And I always try to just highlight that I'm working on this new creative project and I've sent out now I'm now at 85. I pitched it 85 times. I still haven't got a formal yes either. And mm-hmm. somebody asked me, she slid my DMS. Cause I was said, I, I was at pitch 77 and I posted on my story saying I'm at pitch 77. And she said, is this 77 times you've refined your pitch or 77 times you've pitched your pitch? And I said, 77 times I've pitched my pitch and that's just, that's, that's the game. Like that's yep. life and that's it. And it's, you gotta like, at the end of the day, you gotta like love what you're doing. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of why the first three businesses didn't work out. Cause I hit a point and it got hard and I was like, fuck it, I'm quitting versus, you know, when it's your soul's calling and when it's the work you were born to do, you're like, no, this is like my highest calling and my deepest vision. And I can't quit because mm-hmm. I'm so close. And usually I usually the time when it's been the hardest. And I really feel like I'm going to the cosmic rock tumbler. That's when my manifestation is about to appear like pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the thing I get, want is, it is around the corner. It's sort of like the universe being like, okay, how bad do you want it? And I'm like, are you willing to mm-hmm. like wade through the hardship to get to the final outcome? And it's also why I feel like it, because it is hard at times, that's why so many businesses like are not successful. Cause it's, it's just like, there is a phase where it's like, you are going on sheer faith sheer desire, like just you believe in your head and you're praying every day Mm -hmm. and you don't see any signs of anything, but you believe like it just takes a certain kind of courage and gumption and courage and person. And that's why as well, entrepreneurship is not suited for everybody. But as long as you believe in yourself, I think you can always find a way. Yeah, that's so good. Gosh, Kelly, thanks for sharing so much good stuff about your story and finding your zone of genius. I'm so grateful to have you on here. So how can everyone learn more about you? Well, thank you so much, Caroline. It's been a pleasure mm-hmm. to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on my website. It's kellytrack.com. And I spell it my last name, T-R-A-C-H, even though I pronounce it like track and field this with an H at the end. You can find me on Instagram at Kelly Track. Um, and if you want to know what your zone of genius is, I have a quiz called What's Your Zone of Genius? And mm-hmm. it, that's at kellytrack.com slash genius. 
yeah, so those are kind of the main spots to find me. It's all my name. It's all very easy. My podcast mm-hmm. is The Kelly Track Show. It's just if you Google my name, you will find me. And yeah, thanks so much for having me on. It was a total pleasure to be here. Of course. Thanks so much, Kelly. Thank you for being a part of the creative expert movement. Share this episode with a friend or on social media so together we can empower creatives to charge more, work less, and fall back in love with their businesses. If you're ready to jump in and become a creative expert, I have a free training where you'll find out yes or no if you're ready to launch an expert product like a course, coaching, or in-person event. Go to becomeacreativeexpert.com and DM me on Instagram while you're watching so that together we can make a custom plan for you to become your industry's go-to leader. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Expert Podcast. I'll see you next week.